All right, this is a podcast about the book 1994, and here's our members. Me being the host, Roman Frolov. I'm Tay. I'm Mark Brilia. I'm Rocio. I'm Nick. And those are the five members of this podcast. We will be talking about the book 1984, written by George Orwell. In book 1984, the setting is post-war communistic environment, which controls the people inside of it. Now then, would anybody else like to add to the setting? In my personal opinion, I think the setting is like kind of gloomy, you know, there's no motivation where they are, it's sad, so yeah, I, I don't know, if you like think about like a movie, it's like great, you know? I think the setting is like very controlled, like there is no independence, there is no like, basically they, they give you your own thoughts, so it's like you have to go off of what they tell you. <laughs> That's what I thought was interesting with like the thought police, like... If you think about anything, then you'll just be like cut and then you just die or like disappear in their terms. That's interesting in the setting, too. What are you going to talk about after the setting? In the book itself, uh, there's the party that controls uh, the country. We don't know how big the country is since the book only so far mentions the Eurasia, Oceania, and East Asia. But supposedly, the setting takes place in the London, which is still named London, however, the London is in Great Britain, it is now named the Airship One, for some unknown reason. It's been uh, 30 years approximately or more since the party took over the control, as it, as it is mentioned uh, in approximately chapter 4 or 3, it talks about how Winston had a dream, and it goes back to the 50s, and him still having like memories of the old world. So we can assume that the government has been in place for around 30 or 40 years or so. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think about 30 40 years. Yeah, I personally think it's like 30 40 years around that time too. Alright. Uh, the communistic force is called the party. It has a bunch of ministries built around it as the government. Bunch of those ministries represent uh, something different. So, for example, the Ministry of Peace is military, and the other ones are related to other topics. Um, then there was the Ministry of Truth, which was like controlling the files and like people's files in the newspapers, trying to cover up anything that was like revealing the government in a way to keep people even more in control, so that. The government had complete control over all of its citizens to stop dots and stuff. Uh, moving a bit more forward, the government is trying to control the free thought, and everything that is remotely independent, it is illegal in that book. Say, uh, if you think maybe the party is lying, that is a thing that is a part of independence and free thinking, which is made in illegal. That can get you. Um, arrested and probably incinerated according to the book okay wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah well the thing i was curious about is why the whole population was afraid of the big brother and like the whole society all right all right 
Well, I don't really have an answer. I was just like, I also have a question about like the police. Like, what did the police do? The reason everybody's so, like, did they have a demonstration? Like, what they would do to you if you act out or something like that? Yeah, like, how did it start? Like, what how, Like, just how did it even begin in general? All right, in uh, chapter five, I believe there was a name mentioned Wither, who was. Um, leading an uprising in the and he was connected to the company of mcsa or something like that i believe and wither was a part of the brotherhood was which was a revolutionist movement oh um what's it called also another person that i think about when you think when you say a revolutionist would be uh emmanuel goldstein which also leads into my question um why is Emmanuel Goldstein so hated by the people, you know? So in the book, there is uh, an event called Two Minutes of Hate, which exists. And during those two minutes of hate, the government plays on the telescreen the broadcasting of the face of Goldstein. While at that, it's also producing a painful sounds for you to heal and provocate for you to hear and provocates you into doing um, acts out of anger it provokes you it makes you feel frustrated angry which is pretty much brainwashing it is similar to what is happening in North Korea because you know propaganda exists here and there in some way shape or form which also shows how this book I mean years later still relates to our world today all right we're gonna move on uh, a little bit and talk about our favorite quotes from the book so personally I think my favorite is um, at the right where chapter 8 begins and chapter 7 ends the last quote is freedom is freedom to say that 2 plus 2 makes 4 if that is granted all else follows that basically says if the ministry or the party says that 2 plus 2 is 4 which is true it is 4 however if the party says it's 5 everybody will believe it's 5 does that make sense yeah it's basically brainwashing all right nick what is your favorite quote uh personally my favorite quote is you were abolished annihilated vaporized was the usual word um personally i think that's a good quote because that leads to why it shows like why people are so scared of going against the government because they know that that's what's going to happen they're going to get annihilated they're going to get vaporized like what it says in the quote so personally that's my favorite quote uh who wants to go next um one of my favorite favorite quotes is the three slogans of the party that says war is peace is peace freedom is slavery ignorance is strength so it basically like make all of them th think that that is true although they're just like stupid things like because freedom is peace doesn't make sense but they all they just make them think that's true pretty much everything that it says is basically the opposite and it holds true for that for that so say in our world independence is what you seek for however in the world of 1984 freedom is seen as you know something that is illegal something that is bad it is part of the free thought and considered illegal 
The thought police is the ones that are doing the punishment, punishment usually, and according to the book, they kidnap people while they sleep and make them non-existent. Because that is what usually happens. Say Winston says in the book that there might be a person that you might have talked to and the next day he's just not there. That probably means he's vanished or erased from the world. However, there are cases of public executions, such as with Wither, the, the man I mentioned beforehand, who was a part of the Brotherhood, which was a revolutionist movement. Uh, he was publicly accused of treason, which is why he's also connected to Goldstein. So those two revolutionaries, they're going against the party, which represents oppression. Now then, the people are incinerated in a way that their public records, everything that is connected, any document, any mention in the papers, it is all erased. That is how people vanish in that world. That is actually very common in there and it happens usually not publicly. However, in the cases when it does happen publicly, it generally talks about a magic figure like Goldstein or Wither, which are widely known people uh, for their acts N not for their acts correction they were famous beforehand and became even more famous with the revolutionaries so those people that are executed publicly they're probably um, very influential figures that need to be mocked also publicly to say that they're what they're doing is wrong and the uh, free thinking is an intelligent trait which is also portrayed by the character Syme. One thing I thought interesting about Syme was his like thoughts about if the word wasn't created like freedom then no one would know what freedom was so it would just even more control people because they couldn't think about anything so it would like make the thought police useless because if you stop their thinking from like the root then they just they have to conform to society and all of their rules in general. And Simon was like talking about you can't think about something that's not real. So he wants to stop like freedom words and like all the independence and revolutionary words in general. Alright. That is an example of how the party um, could control the population by just restricting the amount of knowledge that the people are able to learn while living in there. So one question for Rosie, what do you think is going to happen in the future like, of the book as we go on reading? Um, well, I think Winston is going to try like, to change like, the society, but like making like acts and, like, and like, opposing the, the big brother. So you think he's going to rebel? Yes, yeah, I think so. I was thinking he was gonna rebel too because like how you said his job has all like the important documents and things so I feel like that will be important later in the story. Uh, to clarify once again Winston's job is to correct the administrative papers or any kind of paper that has information that which may harm the party's integrity which for example could be uh, by making the big brother say that um, you know, they exceeded the, the requirements for, you know, producing boots, for example, how it is in the book. 
producing uh, more than the required amount of boots will benefit the population, making the Big Brother look better for the citizens. All right. Thank you for listening. Um, this is the end of the podcast.